0: Hello and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast, which for me means six thoughts about reading, writing, or storytelling in general. So I have my six things ready, so let's get started for the day. Number one. I just wanted to continue to update y'all on the release of my book, Firmament Humanoid, currently still being released on Kindle Vela. And I think I'm a little more than halfway through getting it on there. Um, I may have already explained some of this, but the way that I'm doing it is doing very short episodes and putting them out every single weekday, so getting out five episodes a week. And... If you haven't used Vela, you pay tokens for each episode. And what I've just found is that as a, when I read Vela's, I am very hesitant to buy an episode if it costs more than 10 tokens. So I'm trying to take that experience and use it. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, that's why I'm breaking. That's why I'm doing so many episodes um, rather than doing like a whole chapter For each episode, I'm breaking them up into two, three, sometimes even four pieces to try to keep them, you know, cheaper for people to buy. Um, So I'm very curious to see how that works, but um, so far, still getting it out. The editing is finished as of yesterday, so all I have to do is keep putting it out there, and then once it's out there, I'll be able to work on the paperback and ebook, which I am also super excited about. Number two, I sat down yesterday and I think I may have mentioned I got a really cool planner for Christmas Um, and it's just, it's very simple, but it has, you know, monthly, weekly, daily sections and you can fill in whatever dates you want on any of those so you're not locked in and that turned out, turned out to be very good because January just really fell apart. We were sick so much, Um, I was out of town, we had all this stuff going on it just was kind of a mess. And so I did not, um, like I was super sick at the very beginning of the month, at the beginning of the year. So, um, I did not get around to doing anything with the planner then. So I was grateful that I had the opportunity to uh, just start fresh yesterday with a new month. So I sat down and went through, filled out one of the months for February, put in, um, things that I know are happening during this month. Like for instance, we'll have our anniversary. So, I put that on there and, you know, things that we have going on each week, like Bible study, um, midwife appointments on there, things like that. And then I also put in just some of my, not what I'm going to do each day as far as writing, because that's where the weekly and daily parts of the planner will come in. But just put in the bigger things, like, for instance, um, my deadline for revising the first two books. So my goal, so my big goals, probably two of my biggest goals for my writing this month is to go over and just clean up, polish up the first two books in my series, Radi Alloy and In His Image. And so I just put on my monthly part of the planner, the, the deadlines for those. So like, it's Easy this month to divide it the month just right in half. So the fourteenth will be my deadline for getting the all way done, and then the twenty eighth my deadline for getting in his image done. And um, I don't think, and we'll see if if that doesn't work well. If I need to adjust going forward, how quickly I try to do these, but I just really don't think it's gonna be too much of a big of a big deal to to get them done. Like I'm just kind of skimming through them. There are so many things I've already noticed um, the times that I've. Sk- just skimmed over those books myself or if I've read them aloud to other people, which I've done a couple of times where I've just noticed some problems, (laughs) typos and things like that. So mostly just things like that. But there is one other change that I'm going to make that I talked about last time, but I'm going to get into it now a little bit with number three. So I did decide to change Andy's age and it was such a difficult decision for me. I think part of the reason was that it really didn't matter that much which actually makes it harder for me to make decisions because if there was a very clear um, way, you know if there was a very clear way that was better then even if that was hard to do it would be much easier for me to make that choice but because it really was a fine either way and when I asked people for advice that's pretty much the advice I got like people would have, thoughts that leaned a little bit more one way or the other, but there was no clear right or wrong about it. Just about whether to keep her at 21 at the beginning of the books or somehow move things around so that her age is a little bit younger. And there were two reasons for that. And I went over all of this last time, so I'm not going to get super into it um, in this episode. If you want to hear all my convoluted reasoning behind it, you can check out uh, last week's episode. But um, one of the reasons is that all of my readers or at least a great many of them seem to either think she should be younger, like that she acts younger, or they just for some reason um, don't even see the fact that she's older and they think she already is like in her teens. (laughs) I had several people when I brought up the subject say, oh, I thought she already was like 18. So that was part of it. But another part was just the fact of genre conventions, because I do have the series labeled as young adult. And while Google assures me that you can have young adult um, novels where the protagonist is in their early 20s, it's certainly much less common, and it's much less to be expected when someone's picking up a young adult novel. So just for that reason. And that was actually what ended up carrying the most weight with me, because ultimately, I had a really good chat with a friend and fellow indie author about it, And she confirmed my feeling that it really didn't matter that much. It's not going to make or break the series one way or the other. But I did end up feeling that for the genre convention part of it, that it was best to change it. So what I ended up doing is just taking my timeline for the whole series because I have every event in the past, present, (laughs) and future of the series all written out in a document. And I just made a copy I still had the old one and moved some things around. And I ended up deciding only to move the ages of Andy, August, and Elazone. Everyone else I just left exactly where they were. So I just moved all three of their births up by two or three years. And then of course I had to go through and change, you know, a few other a few other a few other little tweaks to make sure that everything still fit. But I went over it a few times and I really think it all makes sense now. There's just really small things like, for instance, before when Andy and the doctor moved onto to the surveyor, she was 11 years old. Now she's eight years old, but I don't feel like that makes that much of a difference. Also, it makes August um, have graduated much younger, but, you know, he's super smart. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So just things like that, but I really think it works and I think it will be beneficial because people have also said August. He was much younger and I can definitely see that and I want him to stay the same distance from Andy's age. I didn't want them to go from being, um, I think they're, how far apart in age are they? They're like five years apart, so I didn't want them to go like to being like eight years apart. (laughs) That just seemed like a bit much. So anyway. There's my decision and all that. And so today is the day I'm going to really get started on working through that. The number four, um, it's been fun lately because partly with just me being pregnant and tired and sick and whatever, and also partly because we've had really cold weather here lately, we have been watching lots of movies, lots of shows, things like that. And the girls, the two older girls are getting to an age where they'll more like sit and watch stuff because before that, they really, their interests really could not be held by anything that was very long or basically anything that wasn't Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Cocoa Melon. Um, but now they're getting like, we had a family movie night the other night. We watched Stuart Little and they both sat and watched it and, um, we had a lot of fun, ate popcorn, but, the the thing is, they are always asking questions the whole entire time. And it's funny because it'll be like everything from, you know, what's she doing? Why is she doing that? You know, whatever. Or they'll just be like, is that like, uh is, like we were watching Stuart Little and they'll be like, is that the cat that lives in that house or whatever? Or we're watching I Love Lucy and um my three-year-old is constantly asking me, are Ricky and Lucy getting married? Because they're very interested in marriage lately. I'll Tell them that they're already married, remember? And then, so then sometimes she'll just walk through the day and be like, Ricky and Lucy are married, just like you and Daddy are married. <laughs> and so just figuring stuff out. So it's really cute. But then on the other hand, sometimes they're asking so many questions, we can't even hear what's going on, and I try to remind them, like, hey, if you just watch, then some of your questions will just be answered. <laughs> but it really is fun too that the way that that shows that they're engaged. And they're paying attention, and they want to know things about what's happening. And uh, it's really fun, and it's fun to look ahead to being able to share more of, like, my favorite movies with them in the future. Like, the other night, I was asking April a bunch of questions. Just, I've found if I want them to sit and talk to me, the best way is if I just ask them their favorite in a bunch of categories. (laughs) And so, when I asked her her favorite movie and show, the answer to both was Star Wars, which she hasn't seen (laughs) and won't for a long time, but uh, it made me, I told her, you know, you haven't actually seen Star Wars, but when you're older, you can see it, and maybe you'll like it. She's like, yes, <laughs> it's so fun. I can't wait. The number five on my currently reading, I should have been reading my next book club book um, these past few days, but I ordered it from Amazon a while ago, and it was supposed to arrive think on, I don't remember, on the 30th or 31st or something. And it got delayed by all the snow and ice and weather that we've been having. So hopefully it said the latest it was going to come was today. And a lot of businesses around us are reopening and stuff today after the weather. So hopefully that's true because I need to get it read before book club. But um, in any event, I ended up having nothing planned to read over the past few days, so I just I still had um Northinger Abbey by Jane Austen out from the library. So I decided just to see if I can get that one read before my book club book comes because it's pretty short, seems much shorter than her other works. So I've been reading that and I've I've really been enjoying it. It's definitely has a different flavor than some of her other work, less serious. Um, but what I'm enjoying most is just how relatable I find the main character, Catherine, like so many things that are said just remind me of myself at that age, in that sort of late teens, early 20s, and just your feeling towards friends and boys and romance and life and the way you think about yourself and just all those kinds of things. And it's just funny because they're written so long ago, and yet there are still so many things that ring true just in general to the experience of young women across the centuries (laughs) and that's just been it's in a and that was not always a very happy time in my life so it's a little bittersweet to be flashing back to it but just just the fact that it's so very relatable is sort of entertaining in and of itself and the book is well written and I'm interested in it so I'm already like halfway through so hopefully I can finish it Maybe I could finish it in the next day or so, and then by then I'll have my new book. Number six, I thought I'd talk a little bit about my experience lately with marketing and trying to advertise my books, um, because if it was at the end of the month, I am trying to do better this month because I also last month um, had to go through and try to figure out my business expenses for last year for tax purposes, <laughs> and it was just because I don't keep track of it and I every year I say I'm going to and then I just haven't and so I had to go back through all these bank statements all this stuff for the past year and look through and figure out what my business expenses were and so I decided this is the year I'm actually going to do it (laughs) so I just opened up a document and put in my January expenses for advertising promotion um book covers editing whatever And I had sort of kept track of that stuff in my head, but just seeing it written down for sure, and then, you know, for fun, I also kept track, (laughs) say for fun, but obviously this is also important, kept track of my income as it came in this month. And I did have more income than expense, so that is good. (laughs) But um, it was a lot of expense, it wasn't that much more income, and it's just... Interesting, and this is one of the reasons that I have put off for so long and for so many years, um, put off working on, more on advertising and things like that, because it all costs money, and I tried for a long time when I was younger to do it in ways that didn't cost money, and just you just could not get the same amount of traction, and so one thing I did also do as I was looking back through expenses and everything for the past year is I looked up all of my um, royalty reports um, for the past year, and so this is not for anything on Vela, this is just for paperbacks and ebooks, and it was encouraging, even though I was not making that much, like, it was still so much more <laughs> than before, like, I think I, I may have mentioned this before, but in the early months of the year before I started really working on this kind of as a business, I had... Some months it was a few dollars. Most months it was a few cents or nothing for the month. And then once I started really working on this, it, it jumped up to consistently like $30 to $50 a month, which is not that much. And most of, most of the months that is not nearly what I was, um, uh, I was spending more than that. But it does show me, I, I chose to see it you know, there's things I need to work on and figure out, but it's a sign that it is working. Like what I'm doing is bringing in more money, even if it's not yet turning some major profit or anything like that. Like it is making me have more sales. And so that is an encouragement, even if, you know, I still need to experiment and find part of it is that I need to, you know, test these things out and trial and error, find what works for me. But also some of it is just time like i recently did a course on amazon advertisements and the guy was really encouraging that do not start some ads you don't see a lot of profit the first week or the first month or the first two months and, and think oh it's not worth it to do ads because it does sort of take a while and especially if you have something like a series that will especially take a while because If you want to see read through on your series after someone's picked up the first one, obviously that takes time. And so you have to be patient and not necessarily consider it a failure if you're not making much or even losing money at first. And I know that's so true, but that's still just so hard for me. I really struggle with wanting to have security and money. And so feeling that what I'm doing is not profitable or worthwhile right this minute is very difficult to let go of that, um, of that money. (laughs) And so I've had to just constantly remind myself that it takes time, it takes patience, it takes figuring things out, but it still was encouraging to look back over the year and see that what I'm doing is doing something. I needed to do more, (laughs) but it's doing something. And I'm grateful for that and grateful that I'm able to see that Um, and the nice thing is I'm making a lot with Bella too and that has kind of helped cushion you know if I'm not making as much profit or if I'm right now losing some money on the paperback and ebook side of things I am still making a profit through Bella so I'm really also grateful that I have that and that I was encouraged to pursue that because it's been a really helpful outlet for me so still a lot of things to figure out Um, I'm gonna try today also to set up some more Amazon ads and just continue to try different things, figure out what works best. I'm going to keep trying with my TikTok, see if that helps, <laughs> all these things, and just keep figuring it out because it really does mean a lot to me to be able to see this more seriously and to be able, like I have been able to bring in, even if it's just a little bit, some extra money for for us and for for our family and that is really the dream thank you all for listening today um as always please let me know your thoughts on if you do you use a planner what's your planner like and how do you use it um if you like to ask questions or have someone in your life that asks questions frequently when watching movies and shows thoughts on jane austen and of course spending money to make money thoughts advice um or just sympathy <laughs> um love to hear any of that uh, always love having conversations with fellow story lovers so again thank you everyone so much for listening have a great day and a great weekend and stay improbable bye